Hello. What are you doing over there? Playing with myself. Welcome to Ripcord's Codscast. And now, on with the show. Today, we have longtime guitarist. I knew him as Syringe for a few years. That was his band name, but his real name is Derek Centric. <laughs> we shouldn't do real names here. Oh, no, sorry, Syringe. Uh, I should. Was... I should be known by. Um, a lot of people know me by Syringe, so that's that's good. I'm glad it's finally out Still? there. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm everybody glad... at work calls me Syringe. So. <laughs> I'm glad you took something from your uh, years of wasting with Cod. <laughs> it wasn't quite a waste, you know. No, well, we'll get into that. So, uh, as I said, you played live guitar for the band for for many years. Yes, right? many of many. Would I would say many of uh, certainly of Cod's best years was always when well, I was there. No, I, I know you're being sarcastic <laughs> with this. Actually, no, that's actually the truth. You you played during Indoor Racist and Pop Culture Massacre, two two monster albums. So I'm I you know honestly I've been talking to everybody and I, I just I really can't remember how things went down with individual members. I don't really remember why you left the band because we were never, nothing ever happened between us. Well, no, no, you're one of my best friends. So, I mean, I don't know what if you think that, that you but I, I always thought that. No, of course um, well, I, I believe I was in and out of the band probably at least eight or 10 times. Um, <laughs> no, it was definitely like two or three. Um, no, I, it was it, always... no, it was probably four or five. <laughs> Something like that. There was usually some little conflicts with, uh, you know, I love Dan, not so much Dan, but it was always a lot of uh, uh, kind of like confusion with direction, kind of, I guess you would, you would be told to play things one way. And then, you know, a week later, you'd be told to play it another way and then go back to the old way. Um, You know, it it was hard, you know, there's always a lot of, obviously live, it was always like some of the best times of your life and we had a great live show but there was um always a revolving door of members so yeah definitely every time every time you had somebody new it created a new dynamic and a whole different uh approach how everybody behaved and acted and one of our fallen members a drummer who well we're you know uh, i'm gonna stop you there because we're gonna we're going to get into that in a little bit of detail. So I want to, I want to say, Oh that yeah. Cause I know we obviously yeah. know where you're going with that. Um, that is who was one of my best friends. Who was one of my best friends in the band, well, of course, but uh, of course, we're gonna, I'm just we're saying, gonna... I, I'm just using that as an example of every time uh, well, you know, dynamics get, let's, would change. Let's, let's, let's get into that a bit since we've already kind of talked about this. So he's referring to his name was Nick to me. So um, I may have, I think I've actually mentioned him already. Um, with, with talking with, I can't remember somebody I talked to. We, we talked briefly about him, but I was kind of waiting to talk more about him until you were up with me, Derek, because as okay, you said, good. He, he was one of your best friends and um, you guys were very close. Nick was our drummer for um, a couple of years, probably. Um, and we had worked with them before Circus of Dead Squirrels, which is another thing we're going to talk about here today. But uh, Nick passed away recently. Um, what, what was it, Derek, about six months ago or something? Yeah, it was in uh, it was in June. Yeah, oh. um, yeah. So that was he was um, he was a phenomenal drummer. A fen- probably, definitely, uh, definitely the best drummer I've ever played with for sure, and one of the best drummers um, around here. Yeah, no, and and as you said, he added. Um, that's a perfect way to kind of sum it up. He added a whole, you know, new level of dynamics to the band that we weren't really used to. And um, Nick was very stubborn. He was thick-headed. Um, I had some problems with him because of that, uh, but I think there was there was obviously a mutual respect uh, between us. But we both were very stuck in our ways. Oh yeah, know, and and you know, and that that could be good and bad, obviously. But you know, I'll, I'll focus on the good. I mean, Nick added his own style to our songs. If we, if we were behind a computer programming drums, I don't think we would have got the same human feel but even when we did program i mean having his influence there when we're just doing it we're not drummers we can put together some beats but nick had a real flair a real style to him a real yeah he heard, sound, certainly so. had a uh you know a drummer's feel he had he had definitely added some personality to it well you, you know, know i'll com- tell you computer can be very 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 stiff 
and he just added the feeling to everything. But you know, you got Nick had a had a big ego, so we would uh, definitely you and him would be fighting for control. And uh, he had a drummer ego. He he wanted to be in the back of the band as uh, but the leader, as you can tell from one of our famous band photos that's that's world famous that sells for <laughs> millions of dollars on eBay. Um, oh, really? We all had to wear a black uniform, which we all loved. I'm not saying that we had to as a bad thing, but we all had a black uniform with our name on it. Nick enters the band, and what is he wearing? A bright white um, overall jumpsuit. So, of course, he stood out and had to look different. And he's in the center of that band photo. So you would anyone looking at that would assume that he was the, <laughs> the lead singer and the... Uh, uh. And the founding founding member of the band, well, he was he well, was probably he, in it. He, he was probably just in it for a week, but at that point, yeah, that pissed me off a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. In in hindsight, in retrospect, oh, I'm really sure it did. I'm sure it now, did. But, but dude, that photo was terrible, though. Let's be honest. He, I, I mean, I don't know. They either think he's the vocalist and founding member, like you said, or they think he's like <laughs> a guy that's there doing maintenance on the shed. There. I know. <laughs> that was a horrible overall. <laughs> it wasn't just the over like first of all white overalls white that's, overalls uh, i couldn't believe that you allowed that i thought you would have shot that down in a heartbeat because i want you know to. You... that's what i'm saying dude <laughs> we'd fight about it and i just said fuck it after a while i don't give a shit you want to look like that dude dude no shirt guys audience no fucking shirt no shirt with a white shirt with a white... Hairy chest <laughs> we gotta post that photo in the uh in the front of this um <laughs> podcast when you sign on oh, that'll be the photo that, that was bad that was bad and then that this he was he what was he like he was like standing with his legs sprout and his arms up on the i don't know yeah it i was... think somebody's head is like in his crotch too but <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful photo i'll tell you the photographer i think it's me dude the, my I, head's in the crotch. it probably is because you're in the middle uh the photographer of that photo is a uh, very famous um brilliant photographer Oh, was that a syringe? That was syringe, yes. Yes, Yes, you were our band photographer, yes. too. Well, that's very important to know. I forgot about yep, that. Yep, yep. Um, I will say, too, though, I mean, our whole look was horrible. And me and John, <laughs> talked, me and John talked about this, and, you know, secrets out of the bag, guys. I'm doing a lot of these recordings first and then releasing them as episodes. So I think the episode with John may air after this. But So if it does, forgive me. But I will say... <laughs> We talk in detail about uh, Dave. Uh, I can't remember his fucking last name. You know, the angry chair guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dave, the angry chair. I was just, yeah. Right, yep. we, 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 you, is he still around? He's still around, yep. Uh, he, he, I think he has like a uh, uh, a haircutting like truck. Like people have food trucks. I, I believe he has like, I believe he has a haircutting truck. But, oh, I mean, dude, he, he we talked a, about that. He had I a good agenda. Was a he was he was trying to make like a a scene in Connecticut of metal music, right? And right. Uh, you know he he had good intentions. Um, uh, he well, got I don't want to get I, I don't uh, want to get too far off track here because we were, people are probably thinking what the hell. I, I just want to say I, the only reason I brought him up I just don't want to get too much into him again because you know <laughs> we, we believe me we cover him pretty thoroughly. But oh, I, I okay, just good. Say, All right. Well, I wish I you included me in because... that um, in that one. <laughs> well, hey, maybe we can have a Dave episode. We should have a Dave episode. We, uh, we may have to because I forgot a lot of stuff about this guy. But I brought him up, you know, as we were talking because I don't know if you remember, dude. Remember he constantly would like – he loved us. He thought we were going to blow up and all this shit. Oh, yeah. He thought time. we were the Beatles, man. Well, he did, but he constantly put us down. <laughs> Did he? Remember, dude, dude, don't even get me started about your look, dude. <laughs> you guys don't look good, dude. Oh, well, because he we, ran, he basically ran like a, uh, you know, it was a haircut. It wasn't a, it wasn't a barbershop, but it was kind of like a, it was kind of like a metal, like a heavy metal um, beauty salon. And he was like, yeah. how come, how come none of you come see me? How come none of you come? Well, you know, you, you charge $30 for a haircut. Um, you know, we're a struggling band at the time. I think my barber. Yeah, could you was, hook us up? Yeah, my barber was twelve dollars. I think I was the only one that got um, a haircut from him. We all were there in a band meeting, and I felt bad. I oh, felt yeah. bad. I was like, "All right, I'll, yeah, I'll get one." As he, well, dude, I was balding. What the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> well, he could have cut. He could have trimmed your beard. 
Oh, well, that's, I can't handle that. Yeah. One. Wait, so you got your haircut at $12. What was that, Joe? Oh, the famous Joe. Yeah, Joe. He's all right. I'm going to, I swear to God, I'm going to bring this back around to Nick and where we're going. But I just want to tell a quick story about me balding and about that $12 haircut. <laughs> Cause I used to go, to, I used to go to the same place in the little town of South Windsor. <laughs> and this asshole, I remember he pissed when I was starting to go bald. This asshole, he's a, he's a well, legend. Well, he is a legend until this day because I was starting to go bald and I'm all self-conscious about it. You know what I mean, I go there and he had a thick Italian accent and he, he comes up to me, you know, for me to you know, tell me it's my turn. He comes up to me, goes, hey, come sit down about it. And, I, and I'm looking at him I'm like, Does this guy call me. Bald? Yeah, he's not talking to me. Right. You looked around. Look, he's not talking well, I'm to me. Like, I couldn't tell it because of his accent. I'm like, is that baldy or buddy? He's like, hey, baldy. I'm like, I'm either going to hug you or punch you. But anyway, I'm sure he said, buddy, I'm pretty. I think I was there. I don't know. I was there. He did say, buddy. Okay, I'll take your (laughs) word for it. He he is a legend. So anyway, let's go back to Nick. Um, Nick had his own look. Oh, uh, I miss him. I miss him. He was he was he was amazing. I have, you know, even our original band cows uh, pre pre cods. um, Another. amazing band that that sparked a uh, uh, huge inspiration and um and talent amongst many many bands in the area um really? oh yeah 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 wow you didn't know that i know i didn't oh, know that. well now you do um oh, okay all right <laughs> he uh you know he changed the whole sound of everything we sounded a thousand times better um well, hold on, hold on. Let me stop. Once let's, he was involved, go there. Let's go to cows because this is a very. We talked a lot about toilet ducks. So Did you? Let me just let me just uh, pause for a moment and update the audience of because uh, this is this is a very big moment in the history of cods because cows was my first um, metal band in quotes. Uh, I say in quotes because it was more of what Derek like a new metal kind of thing at the time. Uh, yeah, right, yeah, very, yeah, kind of. absolutely. Very, very new metal, but pre new so, metal, I would say, I would say that metal, we, yeah. we might've, um, uh, started new metal. Like we might've been, started, the, we might've been, yeah, we might've started the whole new metal wow. uh, well, trend. We, uh, we, we deserve a little more credit than we've been given. That's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It wasn't, corn, yeah, we, we were, it was us. Well, we were definitely pivotal in the whole movement, but, um, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think at the time if, if like, I mean, obviously, I think like the first Corn album probably came out around that time, but it wasn't really. It, it was definitely really a huge exploded. influence for me. I remember, um, I at that time I was hugely influenced by Sepultura. Um, yeah. It definitely was new metal because I remember we had a few songs that uh, I uh, I thought were a little, um, or at least I was trying to be. Uh, influenced by coal chamber and they were definitely a oh right that's new metal band yeah i could see but, that. Uh, that definitely had that kind of sound so anyway so um i started but for those of you that don't thing. know and don't have that album which you know go on ebay and you might have to buy shell out a couple thousand dollars to get one but uh it, it sounded a lot like um a uh a testament album demonic i believe was what? the testament album yeah Wait, cows? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You really think you used to say that too? No, no, no. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I I have to listen to that. I, I I don't remember. Demonic was the name of that album. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember the album. I don't remember what it sounds like, but I remember uh, the album itself. But um. So anyway, let me let me get let me introduce this band properly. So, I had I was into Toilet Dog. It was a three piece shitty like um, wannabe punk band, I guess you'd call it, with a bunch with. None of us had any musical talent. I mean, there's just no way around it. You guys were like a punk ska band, right? No, not yet. Not yet. This is the one. This is the original one with Greg Leone and Dave Carlson when we were uh, we played the Teen Center with the Oh, dildo. oh, I played. Yeah, yeah, I played and I well, I jammed with you guys a couple of times. Yeah, exactly. I remember that's that. How, and, that's how uh, we met. Yeah, that's how we met. And so Derek at the time. That was Toilet Duck. That band was Toilet Duck. Yeah, that was the, that was the first incarnation of Toilet. That Duck? was the original Toilet Duck. Really? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah, I mean, what happened with the the um, the second version of Toilet Duck um, is because it was Dave Carlson and me decided to get like a bunch of like real musicians, what we thought at the time. But anyway, so you used to jam with the original Toilet Duck, and I remember I didn't know you that well at the time yet, but uh, yeah, I remember we just used to talk music all the time. Met, and I remember thinking you were like legit, like guitarist, you know, and I and I was like, 
almost intimidated by you. <laughs> that, I was trying to impress a... you. Remember that, dude, dude, you remember that that's tape a... I made? Of uh, the Alice in Chains stuff? No. Oh, your vocals. You know, I still have that. Oh, I still have dude, that, too. no, you don't. Yes, I do. I have, I have everything. I have all our practices. Because remember, I used to record everything. I used to just put the tape recorder down or the boom. I have one of you holding it. I got to hold the button like this the whole time. So you guys just go. What? And uh, you're, you're, you're holding the record button down on the boom box while we're playing. Oh. And, the, and we're, doing this, we're doing this jam that goes on for probably 30 minutes. And I just picture you sitting there with your <laughs> finger on the button the whole time. Oh, wow, man. I kind of remember that. Yeah, so I, I was really impressed by you, and I uh, I made a tape. And, uh, I, well, I, that's a compliment. I take that as a compliment. No, really, and I didn't think you'd ever, um, you know, actually consider playing with Toilet Duck. I think we had asked you, and I don't think you were too interested. But uh, the uh, – Well, I think the problem was there was – well, who who played oh, – was that um, – who played drums at that time? Greg Leon. For you guys. Dark Lord. Oh, Okay. I, I couldn't play. He might have shit. not been the best drummer. No, he was. Yes, horrible. I think that might have been the problem. A nice guy, yeah. but he... yeah. Oh, very. He's a sweetheart. He's a great guy. He's a sweet little Tony Danza, I call him. Yes, you did. Um, then he had he had a very very tiny drum kit. If I he remember, very I remember. Tiny, he was a very tiny man. He had a very tiny drum set. <laughs> <laughs> so it uh, wasn't the most metal. It wasn't the most metal sounding drum kit. No, it was horrible. I mean, there's no way around it, dude. I, I, we didn't think we were good. Yeah. But uh, so I made a tape. I do remember. I do remember going to practice over there, though. I do. I do vividly remember that. Yeah. That was pre-drugs, so I, I remember. Oh wow! A lot. Yeah, this was before. Yeah. So I, for all you folks that are uh, listening, um, I've been clean for uh, a good twelve years. Twelve years now, so long gone. Long gone, huh? Long gone. We're talking. We're talking a long time ago. Was that a was that a sniffle I just heard? Um, all right. Okay. Maybe yeah, an hour. He, he had a coke hour, problem. Okay? Just, just to clear that up with everybody. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 12, I've been clean fucking 12 years, man. 12, 12 minutes, 12 minutes. What, years? So I made a tape, um, and I remember the songs. It was Rollins band, uh, burned beyond recognition. And it was Megadeth, she wolf. She wolf. I don't even know that. And I was just screaming through the whole thing. Remember that? <laughs> the rollins one because i you were like uh you were a big rollins fan at the time and you know the only thing i knew was um was a uh, liar yeah well that's everybody that's what all but, everybody knew except you know yeah but you you knew you know you had everything by him all his spoken word albums and and everything yeah i, I enjoyed henry rollins for sure um i still do so yeah, you came around to uh, we thought we would get in the band. Never happened. But do you remember there was this other guy we went to school with, Scott Monroe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish I wish we had some good recorded music with him. Well, what the hell was I that? Doing? Was, I was uh, we we were like we were like, they, well, you initially you were the drummer, and I can still picture the the scrapes in your mother's living no, room no, no, from that your drum for set. Me. That wasn't for me. That. You, well, that, I think it was initially it was from you, but the, uh, Jay Bush definitely added some more. Our our later drummer, well, you did have a, um, you did have the most haggard drum set I've ever seen. It was like it was just bits and pieces that I like found. Yeah. Um, no, that's exactly what it was. That's you know, exactly like, what it was. And my dad got the <laughs> shit out of the garbage. Yeah, yeah, from other yeah, not like a drum set found in one garbage. Yeah, exactly. One like one snare from this yep. garbage, uh, a bass drum from another one. That's, that's it. I had no idea how to tune it. Nothing. So doom doom, hit the drum. It yeah, yeah. I took drum lessons for like a month, and I had one of those little pads that you would do the little drum rolls on. You know, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I didn't want to do vocals, dude. No, I I think. I think I did the toilet duck thing and thought it was just like more of a joke. And I think I didn't think I could be a vocalist. So I remember Scott wanted to be, you know, do vocals. And um, the song he wrote was called Body Tube. Remember Body Tube, Body Tube, Body Tube. And uh, he was wasn't much of a, a vocalist, but he was definitely <laughs> was like a, a poet. He, you know, he was a poet and a lyricist. And he had his little journal of all his <laughs> lyrics and and song ideas. And he had short stories that he would write. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a writer now, if I'm not mistaken. He is. But, he's uh, a journalist, I believe. 
yeah yeah uh but he he was very into horror and uh he had a lot of creative um used to make his own shirts <laughs> a lot of creative ideas Remember he used to make his own shirts would make his own shirts he wore, like yep. halloween michael myers shirts that he would like paint on he wore a halloween <laughs> at at school he wore a full michael myers costume and wore it the whole day didn't say oh, a word that's right. all day that's right. just walked around as michael myers he was a f- did not say a word the entire day he was a freaking screwball dude and high school to not be able to talk for a whole day that's that's pretty impressive it was pretty he was a he was a unique individual um so that didn't work out so i don't remember how we went from that to cows but somehow we did and it was me you dave coakley and well before that is before that we had the bushman as a drummer I, that was the first oh, incarnation that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, and uh and I believe we were we were believed we were called uh, we were scared we were called scared first. Uh, probably the worst probably the worst band name in in music history. Wait, we were scared. Then we became Death by Chocolate. Yes. Oh, and we were then we were insects. Oh. Insects. I N S E X. That's that's insects. That's horrible. I remember. I I used to write that. I used to write that everywhere. <laughs> Okay, so then uh, we were Death by Chocolate, and then we, I think from there, Jay. He was a, he was a talented somehow... kid. He, he played guitar. He wrote his own songs. He was definitely a talented kid, just not the right direction uh, musically that we wanted to go in. He was, he was definitely uh, softer. Me and you were a little into heavier stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we kind of yeah. brought him out of his comfort zone with that. But he did well, but it just didn't yeah. work out. And then uh, He was I a talented we, kid. Just, but we had like one song with him. Remember we over and over? I remember, I remember fighting with that guy because he would just never write drums for anything else. Uh, well, and also, we, also every practice, we never got anything done because we would write a song and then he would want to eat. Oh, we were called food for a moment, too, because we would always get pizza, and he, he always stopped and wanted to eat. That's all he wanted That's to right. do was eat. Yeah, he had to go quick. Anything serious. Refresh yeah. my memory so with the uh, with... death by chocolate. Well, well, I don't, you know, I think what it was is, like you said, he liked to eat all the time, and um, we used to go into my... Uh, and that's what you had said about my drum set. It was actually his drum set. Mark that, your mom's floor up. That You guys are never practicing sh- in here again. Oh, ripped the shit out yeah. of my mother's wood floor in there. And my parents were always so cool about everything. But, you know, they were, she was obviously not yeah. happy about that. It felt fucking I had that carpet. It was just dig. We had you no idea. I still have that carpet in that living room that's over it. I guarantee you. I guarantee it's still there. Oh, it's still yep. there. But we used to always eat. And we used to go into my parents' house. And I think we would eat. And sometimes we would eat, you know, ice cream and shit, too. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think I think we came up with the idea of calling it death by chocolate. But, but. Jay was was black. <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> that well, was literally I, I the next think, thing I, I was gonna say. I don't think we meant to call it. <laughs> that's not the reason, but I think we all realized that that probably wasn't a great idea. Well, but I mean, maybe with a with a black member, we could have gotten away with it. I don't think he had a problem with it. You and I were a little uncomfortable, but it probably was his well, idea. Problem, though, it probably was his idea. Yeah, but he was barely. He was he was he wasn't the uh, he was a very white kind of black guy. <laughs> <laughs> he he was like a uh, what do you call it the Carlton from uh, Fresh Friends. Yes, he was very Carlton Banks. There, yeah. <laughs> very Carlton which, Banks. Which I'm I'm just saying I don't know if he was you know the most the best spokesperson for you know what's acceptable for you know for black people as. <laughs> uh, we played at my house for a while too, in my garage, which was oh, very right. very yes, uncomfortable. Yeah, Jim. Jim wasn't happy with that. No, no, he was very supportive. You know, he would yeah, he would do uh, uh, photography, and he'd be taking pictures of us when we were playing. It was just uh, once we started using the shrink wrap machine in the basement was when he uh, got a little out of control. <laughs> Yelling at John, yeah. Yelling Don't at all my friends. Do anything in real life. <laughs> yeah, we used to uh, the audience, ladies and gentlemen. Here's a quick. Uh, Quick story unrelated to the band. We used to, uh, Derek's father used to own his own business, his own store, right, Derek? Yep, yep, like a, like a Best had, Buy, like his own little local Best Buy, Circuit City type of place. And he had a, he had a shrink wrap machine. And <laughs> and we scammed every place. We put every place out of business. We scammed the shit out of them. We used to take old DVDs or whatever, or VHS tapes, I think, at that time, holy shit. But, and we return it to the store and get store credit, you know, and uh, 
and and Derek's father was pretty clear about not you. I think he didn't he catch you doing it or something. I knew what you were doing, and he told you not to do it. Well, because we would uh, something like we that. Would, he came home. We would uh, you know buy CDs and take the CDs out and put blank ones in. We would buy um, <laughs> this. We're talking so long ago. We're talking, folks, Nintendo sixty four. You people probably uh, yeah. weren't even born yet, but um, Nintendo sixty four was a cartridge. I don't know if old video games had cartridges. And we would take that out and put two double A batteries in an empty cassette case and then wrap it up and return it. So essentially, we got a lot of stuff for free. But the beautiful thing was, um, you know, this was, folks, this is the good thing about actually buying music in stores. Um, we actually got to go to stores and interact with people. And uh, so, um, you know, we got caught a few times, but uh, some places we would return a bunch of stuff. And uh, they would just give us cash with no receipt or anything. We'd get cash. You know, usually it was store credit. And it would be like, we'd always joke that it was Christmas. Today was Christmas. We can get to pick out $200 worth of stuff. <laughs> returning <laughs> returning the oldest beat up uh, Metallica load album that's all scratched up and disgusting looking. You can tell it was clearly well, used for years. Well, dude, it was bad enough we were doing that, but then we we got, we got like bored with it, I guess. Remember, we would sign the inside. Yeah, the yeah. Like the, band, <laughs> the band member signed it or something. People would open it and be like, "Holy shit!" So the next person that bought James that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you would sign Super Mario Brothers game, Mario. <laughs> Yamatashi, oh God, whatever the hell that creative name is. Oh my God, dude, the, the guy who created Nintendo. Shit. <laughs> I remember seeing that Metallica <laughs> album. That Metallica load scratched up record was in media play for years, just sitting there. Oh, dude, dude, I gotta tell you, I used to have, uh, remember I had a little crew of like scrounge rats that I used to pick up. Oh yeah, I yeah, used, we got one of them arrested. We got one of them arrested. I used to, well, talking poor about kid. It. What a good kid. I used kid. to have these guys. I used to have these guys that I pick up, and they'd have to put change in the windows for gas or for me to give them a ride. We were just assholes, and then. So anyway, oh yeah, you had all that change up. rolling around on your dashboard. <laughs> so I used to tell him, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna come pick you up. Uh, can you do some? Can you return something for me? I'll give you, you know, part of the store credit or whatever." So I'd pick him up, and I used to, I used to really wait for the real fucked up shit that I didn't have the balls to do myself. I'd <laughs> <on> these guys. <laughs> the RoboCop, Dude, the RoboCop VHS from 1989. Yeah. Yeah, it has been out of print for like twelve years. Yeah. No, but there was yeah. one. There, it was a, it was a wrestling figure, action figures, and it was like a three pack. It came with like cane and <laughs> and you would and like and you I would take them this, out. I want yeah, I wanted one figure in a pack. So then I would like squeeze some piece of shit figure that I want in there, and it's like all bulging. <laughs> it's all like bulging. <laughs> It's bulging out of a plastic that. window. It's like you can it tell it doesn't even fit. It doesn't even fit. It doesn't even fit on the box. It shows who it's supposed to come with. There's some fucking random figure in there. I remember being like hovering around while while one of these guys was returning it, and the lady at KB Toys was like staring at it, and she's like, "I don't think this is the right figure." And oh, I don't know, so it came, and she's like, "All right," and took it back anyway. I remember sitting, seeing that thing sitting on that shelf in that place for like six months. <laughs> years. <laughs> I am telling you, we put we put those places out of business. I'm telling you, they would give us cash, cash. I feel bad about it now. Obviously, I mean that was uh, not encouraging people to do. Even you couldn't get away with shit like that today, anyway. But oh, you'd be arrested too. It wasn't our proudest moments, but as a kid, you know, obviously, this is how we had to fund the band. I mean, this is how we bought our equipment. You know, this is this is how we paid for for gas for the. You know, for the road shows, you know, for touring, this is this is how we survive. Yeah, it was rough, man. It it's rough. rough. I mean, it's guys, rough with uh, we, life on the road. We wouldn't eat half the time if we didn't do this kind of shit. You know what I mean? Well, we survived we on uh, fifty-nine cent uh, Taco Bell tacos, which we're telling we you did. folks we, how long ago this was because I believe now they're a dollar nine. They're fifty-nine. Uh, they're cents probably more now. than that. They're Back probably, then, oh, I meant fifty-nine cents. That's right. Holy shit. So, anyways, yep, yep. So let's get let's get into the actual the meat of the whole thing because this is uh this is where it really starts to happen. So we met Dave Coakley, who later became uh, he was Duck Vader in Toilet Duck. He um, he was the guy that I brought back and formed Toilet Duck for 
Yeah, you basically cows. the success of Toilet Duck was all based on uh, on uh, on him, on you feeling. So basically, we kicked him out and got uh, the beloved and fallen soldier Nick Bun Bun to me. So the greatest drummer ever kicked Coakley out, and um, and you felt so badly for him. You were like, you know what? I'll start a band with you. You you that's scumbag. Really why that's so here we all felt like you were cheating on us because um you know we'd be practicing and you're at 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 toilet duck practice too with another band you were cheating on us with another woman yes you you were you were cheating on us knew about it right you knew about it no it was a see it was a secret for for you kept it secret from us for a while was it really you absolutely did because we found out about it at school because you guys were hanging up a a poster for a show (laughs) (laughs) you scumbag fuck so wait so anyway so it was me you dave and warren this guy that dave knew and then warren didn't last long and then richie who spam head spam head remember spam head (laughs) warren spam head yeah i don't know what the hell that meant but um he had a shaved head he had a shaved head with that like i don't know like what eight or ten pieces of hair that were not shaved in the front of his head so it looked oh, like uh right. yeah it, it basically looked like uh I don't know like a cheese puff noodles flapping around in the front of his head yeah. a cheese puff <laughs> a cheese puff is an excellent way to describe yeah, that cheetos yeah hanging off his head yeah I do remember that so he he didn't last too long uh he was he was a little he was a weird guy but um he was a good guy he was a good guy he was nice but he was a little spacey but then so then Richie was, I used to sell him I used to sell him weed and I would take all the good buds out and put seeds and stems in it and give it to them. Dude, and, uh, you sound like I made the some biggest, good money. You sound like the <laughs> biggest asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing from places, fucking selling people fake weed. Jesus. Hey, man. folks, we're we're being honest here. We're being honest here. That's you know, right. that's he, uh, what is Howard Stern always said. You need honest radio, folks. Honest radio. You heard it here first. Yeah, this is the truth. We're bearing our souls here. All right. So anyway, so Richie was the main bass player and he, he joined and we, that was the, for a while it was the four of us with Dave on drums. And like he said, yep. we kicked him out because uh, we replaced him with Nick and. Uh, well, that poor kid, you know, he had a, he had a, basically a whole studio in his basement. So we had great equipment um, and, and his family was very supportive and we could practice whenever we wanted. And they loved having us over because he was a rough kid, but his mom loved us because he was doing something productive with, you know, staying out of trouble. And um, his mom loved right. us going over there. But uh, he just, the poor kid, uh, just could not keep time. He was, that's kind of a very uh, key um, aspect of being a drummer is time. And he, he, he struggled with that. Yeah. No, I mean, he was okay. He, he wasn't a bad drummer or anything. It's just, you know, he, uh, he, he yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what it was really, but he wasn't bad. No, no, he no, he was great. He just he he struggled with time. I'm telling you what it was. <laughs> Remember flipping the metronomes to him? Yeah, we'd have I to give him a metronome. Yeah. Here you go, buddy. I uh, dude, I there were so many people we worked with like that. I get so confused. I, I remember clapping and all this shit with so many of your people. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, at the studio, at the at the first time we went to the studio, we had to sit there and clap for him. <laughs> yeah, that's when you yeah. know it's not working out. Yeah, that's that's. Uh... Yeah, so um, you said his mom loved us, but I do remember. You remember she was um, obsessed with us not swearing. Yes. And yeah. Oh to... well, especially with your lyrics, and you well, had the oh, There was a lot. You of always did have and... the best lyrics. Yeah, there was a lot of cock and dick and all kind of. Yeah, there was wasn't we weren't. It wasn't just your you know traditional shit and fuck. There was some real raunchy. <laughs> and she remember you'd hear what? What did you say? She'd come oh. storming down the stairs. Nothing, other than that, um, she liked us. Other than that, she liked us. She used to make us sandwiches and stuff. But so yeah, then we she'd always get us food. So we ended up going to Nick's, and uh, you know it's funny, dude. I didn't smoke at the time, cigarettes, and yep. uh, I, I didn't want to be anywhere near you guys. You were always smoking weed, remember? And I and I didn't want. <laughs> and then I ended up becoming the biggest fucking chain smoking derelict years later. Yeah, I don't know how that. Yeah, the weed. You always the weed smells like chicken. Weed smells like chicken. That's what you used to always say. Yeah, and I wasn't high. No, no, no. When you would smoke, you'd say, "Oh, it tastes, it tastes and smells like chicken." <laughs> really, I don't remember. That's not pretty good, actually. That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, 
yeah, I didn't really like I I didn't like smoking with you guys, but I did it occasionally. Um, it just made well, me feel. The problem lazy. was that Nick Nick was such a professional smoker that yeah we would just get way too high because Nick Nick was just so uh, you know he was so experienced. No, oh, yeah, uh, we we were kind of yeah. we were kind of new to it, so we would just get too way too baked. Yeah, you did. I remember. Yeah. I remember. I remember not even being able to play sometimes. I yeah, I know. That's that was the problem, dude. It got it got ridiculous, <laughs> and you're wondering why I was with fucking the ducks half the time. <laughs> After a while, no, we like, we knew we knew exactly. Yeah, but we had some damn good songs. Oh, we had that's excellent. Problem. It was a no, especially when when we got into that whole, you know, uh, version of it. I, I I really loved it. I just I I think I I did that. Remember. We went into the studio and then you guys found out that I like went there alone. Yeah, yeah. Remember you that? actually were with your wife, your Matt's wife now, Sarah. He, uh, we, next day we had to go back to the studio to finish some songs and nobody could get a hold of Matt. And we were all freaking out because we know, you know, what's the meat and potatoes of our band is Matt Foreign, Poncho Loco Ripcord. I mean, we're nothing without him. Nothing. And uh, we can't, absolutely nothing. Nothing. You know, we're, yeah. we're, uh, we're a Shit. joke. We're a joke. Absolute shit. Absolute shit. And nobody can get a hold of him. And right. we're freaking out. Your mom, then you, I get a hold of your mom, and your mom told me that you left with some girls. Went, oh, okay. And uh, so we just went to the studio, and there you are with your, what a beautiful love story. You're there with your yeah. wife uh, all these years later. <laughs> Laying down the tracks. Laying down yeah. the tracks without us. You know, you, you loved us so much, you didn't even want us there. Well, because I think at that time I thought I was just going to finish it up and uh, call it quits or something. That seems to be the, uh, a trend with me throughout the years. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Right since the fucking beginning. Good Lord. <laughs> you name it. Cows, since day one. Your first record. Your God, first record. God, you're quitting. Oh, Jesus. So anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, we're actually going to listen to these songs that we wrote in Kyle and uh what was that? What cod does about the cods, cows? Because I, I do want, I, I mean, I want people to understand that we were kids at the time, and it's very outdated. And but it's very, um, this band was. We were from about brutal. fifteen. I remember one of them. I think we just got our light. Like we might have just turned sixteen. Uh, early, early versions. I mean, you know, we were like fifteen years old. I remember my mom dropping us off, and and. Uh, you know, walking to your house. So we definitely weren't even 16 yet. The lyrics were fucked. I remember, I, I'll tell you this much. I, I, we're going to go through, that's why kind of, mostly why I want to kind of listen to clips of these songs is I want people, the, the lyrics were horrendous in this fucking band. I mean, Oh God, horrendous. no, you were always a master, master lyricist. Oh, but these, these ones were like disturbing. And I remember my mother found the lyrics for a song. We're not going to talk about the lyrics, but this, the name of the song was called Blessing in Disguise. And she found the lyrics. <laughs> Dude, I came home from school. She is fucking in the sink, her head in the sink, crying, burning these fucking lyrics. Are I'm you like, serious? She was yeah, burning like, them? Oh, yeah. They thought I was possessed. My family was very strict Catholics, you know. And uh, I do. When I remember my dad found uh, um, ministry. Well, um, you had that. You had the famous lyric on there: "Slutty Mary, whole bag of God." Yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna. Yes, that's just a. Pre- <laughs> pre- pre- yeah, it was a, a parody of a Hail Mary prayer, which, you know. If, yes. Yeah. If you're any kind of religious person, that's pretty that's pretty ballsy to go there. So she was disgusted. My dad found ministry filth fake and he was flipping out. He hit it. He broke it apart with a hammer. Are you serious? Yeah. My parents are wonderful people. You know, they've always been very supportive and they, they didn't. Remember. Oh, I they love your parents. They, they they like I, I wish I kind of I wish I said that. I uh, well, they were scared for their son. You know, they they thought you were you were turning into a, a Satanist. Well, I was. Phil Pig, you know the album cover, folks, with a uh, a guy with a what ribeye steak on his head <laughs> and an American flag. Ribeye steak. Is that what? There is? is a brilliant. That is a. I, I, that's what I always thought it was. It looks like a steak. I don't oh, know. Like I haven't seen that. I haven't listened to that record. I always thought it was a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is this supposed to mean? Like, yeah, that's a great album. It looks but, delicious. You know, when you're a kid and you're getting into that kind of shit, you know, I thought they were a scary band, but Ministry's obviously not. 
satanic or anything and they're you know they have brilliant lyrics and, and material but yeah i would like to uh stop talking about or, or let's let's get into the real the real deal here circus of dead squirrels just so people know derek was a live guitarist but he also wrote uh prize fighter that was your song oh yeah and uh and yeah he played with us for for several years and like you know in and out but he was there a long time played a lot of shows with him um so is there anything in particular, I mean, is there any people you'd like to uh, talk about? Any Anything that sticks out to you as uh, fond memories or anything like that? The very first uh, remix album. Yeah, Outdoor Recess. Yeah, you. Uh, we all we all did one. We all well, did one. Well, me, you, and Dan. Um, me, you, and Dan did the Sea Monkey Kill one. Well, I, I will say when you, you just said, you know, the Sea uh, Monkey Kill, um, a funny story with that was... Um, that was uh, basically Dan and I were doing that remix and, um, oh, you know, really loved it. And, um, and uh, um, <laughs> we worked hard on it. And, um, and then uh, one day when I wasn't there, <laughs> you came in and just changed a <laughs> bunch of things. <laughs> and, uh, and it became um, Dan, Matt and Derek. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I didn't know I wasn't fucking welcome there. Well, that, no, I'm just saying that was, geez, you know, that yeah. was the initial thing was just the two of us. But, uh, oh. you know, that was uh, the, um, the, that was the, Matt the uh, dynamic of the band. Yeah, the Matt Foreign way. That's that's the, the ripcord way. Yeah, I remember that, actually. And I, I I loved what you guys did. I just had some further ideas, I think. I don't think it was as dicky as you Yeah, remember. just some some slight tweaks. I didn't say it was dicky. It was oh, okay. Just, uh, right. I, you I, know, I, it was just... I just didn't want anything was shitting all over your work. I just, I think, I, I think if I remember correctly, I was, like, inspired because I liked what you guys were doing with it. And I, I got some more ideas. Listen. Oh, that's uh, a beautiful way. Oh, it inspired you. Yeah, that's no, it, really. I, I love That's one of my favorite remixes on that whole thing. Um, so... You, you, I mean, that you were part of. The... I would definitely say it is the it is the best remix. On oh, the okay, album. there you go. He's just gonna go for yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> of Absolutely. course, yeah, of course. Yeah. Me and you worked on it. Yeah, it's the best one, definitely. Um, but uh, so oh, but we had a lot of great shows opening up for uh, legendary bands, Dope, um, um, Otep. Um, uh, we opened up for uh, one of my favorite gigs ever was opening up for Came FDM. And getting to meet Blazin, getting to meet uh, Sasha, and uh, what the heck was her name? Maria? Lucia. Lucia. Oh, she was, yeah, Lucia. (laughs) And uh, the great legendary Sasha of KMFDM were outside after the gig. You know, and of course, he was just blowing smoke up our ass, but he, he comes up to us and he's like, I was down in the dressing room. And and while you guys are playing, and I come up and I say, "What what is this beautiful music that I hear?" <laughs> he was a nice guy, huh? He was nice. He probably said that he he probably said that to every single band that opened up well, for him. Well, you know but, what? That's um, that's fine though. I'll take that. I I will take that all day. He from was him. very all day. I'll take that. Extremely friendly yep. that guy. He took photos with. He was a cool dude. He really was. Yep. And I'll he was awesome. He was one of nice... my favorite musicians of all time. So that was so fucking awesome to not have him be a dick when you met him because that would have. Go ahead, tell the Mike Patton story. Friend. Well, exactly. That was uh, exactly what I was thinking of. That uh, you know, here Sasha was being so nice and another huge um, role model to us. And um, you know, just a uh, obviously huge influential singer, uh, especially to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was a big fan. I mean, I you gave up on him after a while. I still was the only idiot that kept buying all of his crap that he would put out. You <laughs> not know, the only uh, one. No, they're not the only one. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely am one of the few. The Maldoror and uh, you know later Phantom. The first couple <laughs> Phantomos records were pretty good. Uh, yeah. First Tomahawk record was good, but um, you know I. Man, so we meet him. I mean, you know, in hindsight, I, we did approach him, or at least I approached him literally seconds before he was about to go on stage. So, you know, you got to get into a, to, I'm sure every great artist, you have uh, a, a pre-ritual and a mindset well, that, that you got to go through. Nah, I got to gotta stop you, man. That's not true. Am I giving him too much credit? Am I giving no, him too much? No, I'm trying, you're... you know, I'm trying to. You're remembering it wrong. Trying to give him... If, if it was right before he, he did a show, you're right. That would be, like, really shitty of us to interrupt somebody as they're getting ready to 
it was after the show. He remember he was wrapping up his cords and shit himself on the stage. There was nobody left. And that's why we went up to him because we were like, oh, my God. Like it was that, after it was after the show because we were like, leaving. Oh, okay. everybody right. was everybody was pouring out and we saw him on, on stage, like wrapping up his, his own cables. Yeah. Like, doing his own stuff. Yeah. They didn't have roadies or anything. He was doing his own breaking down his gear, putting his gear away. You're right. You're right. I don't think anybody I, you know really, what I'm thinking of. I don't think anybody I'm really realized that, uh, it was him, dude, because nobody usually does. Shit right. Like that. You know, they thought it was just some roadie and he, cause he was wearing, he was wearing that gas mask for most of the show. Yeah. Um, but, um, if right before the show, um, across from the bathroom was the dressing room and I did go in there and I opened the door and he was standing right there Oh, and I turned to you guys. I was like, Oh my God, Mike Patton's right there. So I was you? thinking that that's was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was thinking that's when I approached him. Yeah. I remember right. that. I remember that. Right. Yes. I remember seeing it when the door opened, but I couldn't remember if you actually uh, approached him. Okay. But yeah. So anyway, this was after. So anyway, so I go up to him and I, you know, I'm just spilling my guts to him about what a great fan I am. And I own all of his records and, uh, you know, in hindsight, he kind of did me a favor. I asked him to autograph my arm because I wanted to get his signature tattooed. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I was so taken aback. And, um, and when I, and then the, his great line to me was, um, I told him that I have, you know, he has many, many, every, those of you that are fans of him knows he has a lot of obscure stuff. And I think he probably holds the record for the one person that is in the most bands at one time yeah. uh he's in uh dead dead cross now with uh dave lombardo from slayer um that's probably my favorite thing that he's done recently uh besides getting faith no more back together but uh he he so i tell him i own all this obscure stuff that he has put out um you know and this is back when we all still bought cds and he looks at me and he goes wow your parents must be very proud of you what a fucking asshole. I'm sorry. That is the I, shittiest thing you could say to somebody. My heart. I mean, now I, it's kind of funny that I think about it now, but at the time I was devastated. My no, it heart is funny. sunk. I, don't I know. was devastated. You were devastated. And I don't know because he is a he is a weird, like dry person, I think, for everything I've seen of him in interviews and stuff. So maybe that was just his sense of humor. With right, you. right, right, right. But, but he definitely would not sign my arm. He signed... He signed a bunch of stickers for us and signed he? some stuff. But he, he? yeah, yeah, because he just—I still have it. It's just he just wrote MP, MP. Are you serious? How come I didn't get any of that shit? I'm sure you do. It just got lost in the mix of the many moves over the years, and the uh, uh, it was the tomahawk, those brown tomahawk stickers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I was so disappointed with him though. I remember telling you, remember, I was like, "Fuck him." You were pissed. You were pissed. Yeah, you were. You were real pissed. I mean, I understand he's um, he's got a weird sense of humor, and that, and it is kind of funny thinking back to it now. But I don't know. At the time, that yeah. was like, I think he could have probably at one point like just been a little bit like warmer. That's so maybe it would have been a little more obvious that he was kind of fucking with us, you know? Right, right, but, right. I I was just so excited to like get a tattoo, like have his signature tattooed on me, like. I don't know. You know, it'd probably be pretty cool now, but yeah, it would have been. Who cool. knows? Maybe it'd be co- who it'd be covered up right now. Nobody would know what the fuck it was. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that would have been a bad idea. But so anyway, Sasha, that's the difference right there when you meet when you meet uh, your your heroes. Um, and then speaking of KMFDM, I remember. I don't know, Derek, if you remember this, if you were in the band at the time, but um, we we met N. Ash too. Uh, when Slick Idiot there after they left KMFDM, N. Ash and uh, what's his name. Uh, you know the Gunter Schultz or whatever the guitarist when they when they broke away from Canada. I think that's when you played that show in New York, right? I no, this was at the wasn't in Long Island. Nope, this was at Webster. Was at the Webster? Yeah, you maybe you weren't. I might have been there. I don't remember. See, going back to the beloved Bun Bun, my partner in crime, Nick. Um, every single show that we played at the uh, Webster, folks, this was a long time ago and it was a different time. Um, you know, we were in Hartford, Connecticut. Hartford's a very rough city um little grimy little seedy not a lot to do there um a lot of shows we kind of drove separate i had a my uh mother's van band jeep so i had a lot of the equipment in there but <laughs> pretty much every show you know we're in the middle of hartford i would leave for 20 minutes i'd say i had to go to the bathroom and i would leave and go get something you know wow, i would have I to go finally being honest about that 
yeah, no, yeah, we yeah. It, so yeah. We, we especially were, oh especially when Nick especially when Nick was in the band, but uh oh dude, you, we, we'd you have used to, to we, be the worst, dude. We we used to be so <laughs> fucking pissed and we'd all say, Why the fuck do we keep sending this guy to get shit? <laughs> he would disappear for like an hour and a half. We would be like literally minutes away and you'd be like then you'd get there and act like like what's the big fucking deal? Like what? Well, yeah, I know. We yeah, playing. I know what time we we're playing. We're like, I know, but wait for the shit and put it together. And then there was show one... up five minutes. We've been there for hours, and I show up five minutes before we're supposed to go on. Well, let me tell you something. You were probably so fucked up, you probably don't remember the story. But this is a funny. If you're going there, I wasn't going to go there. But Derek, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we used to play in a uh, practice space uh, in Hamden, and uh, and one time we we needed food, and Derek volunteered to go get it because he obviously had his own agenda <laughs> to get the fuck out of there. And as someone that, you know, was a smoker, I believe I, I understand he had an excuse to get the hell outside, you know. So Derek, well, I'll get it. I'll get it. What does everybody want? And we were like, well, should we get a pizza? Should we get grinders? Blah, blah. Nobody could agree on it. So he said, let's just get Subway. No, I will say at that time, I that that, that was after and I was I You're was clean from liar, drugs dude. then. But I was I'm not liar. I'm not lying. You don't I know what I'm talking God. about, dude. So, well, then you explain this to me then, because this we're going to. I was drinking like a maniac. I know I drank a lot then, so I might have went to a bar or something. (laughs) (laughs) You would have told us that. So anyway, this guy goes around with a fucking notepad asking everybody what I mean, we write down the you know, what the what fucking toppings do you want? What size? You know, we're going to Subway. We all have these very individual personalized orders. He goes, get the shit. He is gone forever, and we're starving. We're like, where the fuck is this guy <laughs> calling him? He doesn't pick up. And so <laughs> he sh- dude, you, sh- you show up finally with fucking pizzas. <laughs> and I probably couldn't find a subway. No, probably, we're, like, was, we're like, what the fuck? There's dude? no subway down there. There was a subway. I probably was like, you know what? I want pizza. I want pizza. No, no, dude, that's not what happened. Because we're like, what the fuck, dude? Where's the where's our sandwiches? And you're like, wait, you said get pizza. <laughs> well, I'm testing. I I don't remember it, but I I know for a fact, dude, you were that going I was like not two... using. I... You know me. Well, I probably was talking to somebody. Maybe, I, I probably was looking. Maybe. We're in New. Ha- you know, we're in Hamden. I guarantee we're in New Haven. I mean, Hamden. I drove to New Haven to Worcester Street to get New Haven pizza. Well, I maybe I, I bet I that's don't know, man. That was a bizarre thing. We were all we nobody could figure out what the hell is going on. If, maybe, of course, and you know, and I, you know, I know under no disrespect, I, I understand that's where your mind would go to. Like, obviously, uh, from my past, you'd be like, oh, okay, I'm sure he's doing something sketchy, but um, you know, me, I, I can even to this day, my I fight with my wife all the time. I could go into a store and be in there for an hour, and I'm just no, going no, to get, I know, uh, I, I understand, diapers. That. I understand them, I, I'm like that too. My dad's horrible like that. It was the same thing. We were little kids. Yeah. We all, we all yeah, like dinner. your dad. Your dad will talk to every single person in the store, and I'll do the same damn thing. He used to talk do, to the guy in the get, counter. He used to go get pizza for us. We were, we were all hungry. He'd be gone hours. He'd come home. The pizza's ice <laughs> fucking cold. There's like <laughs> a quarter of it is missing. Is this, this guy's got pizza sauce on his face. <laughs> we're like... What the fuck? <laughs> got little kids waiting to eat and shit. He's like, "Where? Here's your pizza." Like, I I will say I, I I run into your dad at the gas station every now and then. I, I bet he's getting his uh, scratch tickets. Yeah, that's exactly what would, it was. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Getting his scratch tickets, yeah. and then he'd probably win a dollar, then go to a different go to a different he, gas station. He you can't, you can't you. buy the scratch tickets from the same gas station every time. You gotta you gotta go around. Yeah, it's like an addict. Yeah, you gotta get. Yeah, out. yeah. No, he he he'll talk to a complete asshole stranger and and make best friends with the person. I, he, it's unbelievable. We can't go anywhere with this guy. Well, hey, hey, aren't you aren't you Bob's son? <laughs> like, who cares, Dad? Yeah, we always. Yeah, we. Yeah, he talks about somebody. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you know Billy Smith. Yeah, well, no, I have one, no he's... idea who he is. He always talks about. You think you can relate <laughs> to somebody that you have no idea who he's talking about? You he's know Richard Sherman. Yeah, exactly. He thinks everybody knows everybody, and he he always he yeah, also yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's name wrong. He never yes. remembers anybody's names, but he <laughs> you know I'm like that too. But I won't even take a stab at. It. I'll be like, hey man, how you doing? He, he has to keep trying. You're like, dad, if you're not sure about it, what? hey Joe, he's like, Joe, uh, Jim, oh Jim, yeah. And I'm like, 
<laughs> if you don't know, don't say, you know, but anyway, but the, don't keep rolling with it. All right. So, uh, so that I love that guy. He's a great guy though. He He's a, a he was, um, very supportive over the years. So, um, is, is there any, we talked a little bit about your, your, your favorite shows and, and meeting some people. Um, what about there are band members, anybody uh, in particular, you had a, maybe a good relationship with bad relationship with, I know you talked a little bit about Dan, but anybody else you want to kind of mention? Well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad about Dan. Uh, Dan, uh, you and Dan, obviously the 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 nuts and and fruit of the band, the meat and the potatoes. It was all you were the mastermind, and he was the uh, the, the, Trent, the Trent Reznor, the Trent Reznor musical genius behind everything. And uh, thank you. And and um, uh, wait, that was me you were talking about, right? Uh, I I said Matt Thorne, right? Yeah, the Trent Reznor, the musical genius, is you. That was me, right? Uh, yeah, that's what I said, right? I could. I thought you said Dan, but I mean, you. That would be me, right? No, no, I definitely said Matt. Oh, okay. There, yeah. No, I was. Yeah, I was definitely. No, of course, you were the lyrical genius, you know, and you would. You, well, you, not just uh, lyrics, the mastermind. Yeah, no, yeah, and you, yeah, you, you are arrangements, arrangements. You, you yep. couldn't. That's what Trent does. Trent produces and arranges the songs. I mean, especially now, Atticus Ross does a lot of the writing, and then Trent arranges it. That's a lot. You do that. Um, yep, you know, we'll that. come up with riffs, and we'll come up with riffs, and then you'll you'll do the structure of the song, and and you do this part, this then go into the bridge. You know, you're definitely an arranger. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one way to. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's, that makes me feel a lot better about what I actually did. Dan, can you copy what, that what? part twice? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So you said the exact amount of part time. Can you copy it twice? I want to hear that riff can you, twice. Can you arrange it this way? Yeah, that's... Uh... Then go into the bridge here four times. So, um, so, no, yeah, you wrote so it. Actually, on, you wrote... Um, no, 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 no. I, I'm I'm joking around with you. You, you did write a lot of great stuff. Um I Even did, um, I some of them, yeah, a couple. I will say, folks, this guy uh, barely even being able to play guitar at the time in Cows wrote probably one of the coolest riffs I've ever heard, and wrote a song which is him and the drummer at the time that you know you sell short, but but that's a damn good song with some amazing riffs. Oh yeah, that became Plastic Messiah, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it's a very, very stupid, easy riff, but yeah, catchy. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate but that. I mean, you know, all so was all my stuff at the time. But I mean, you, you like just started and could barely play and was already writing stuff better than me. So, um, well, then, I don't know if I'd say that, but thank you. Um, so, what about uh, the other guys? Any, anybody who um, did you have a, a you know? We talked about Nick. We talked about Dan. Uh, anybody else that you had either a good or bad relationship with that's worth mentioning? I can't remember. Well, I I loved uh, getting John back in the fold. Uh, I don't know if um, you know he was in several different uh, incarnations of the band, and uh, one of the times that we were playing out live a lot um, was when you brought him back to play bass. Who did he take over for when he started playing bass again? And and he would do the fabulous uh, bass kick that you oh, would get. Jesus you would get Christ. a you would get a huge chuckle out of that. <laughs> Oh man, I wish I had talked to you before I talked to him. That's funny as hell. I forgot about that. Who the fuck did you? Who <laughs> did you? Who the fuck did he take over for? I don't know. It was like it was a fucking mess where it was like we were just moving people around. I think. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, no, I don't he, think we really lost anybody. It was just we kept switching positions. You know, one guy would be playing bass and he'd be playing guitar. And then remember Dan? Dan's like a, this unbelievable guitarist. And remember he was obsessed with playing keyboards instead. Yeah, and then and there drums. was a short period of time where he played drums, and he actually yeah. was. A, I mean, this is a atonement to uh, how far he came. Uh, he was a really good drummer too. Yeah, no, he was always really good at anything he did. But I mean, but guitar was obviously his like. I mean, he was like a master yeah. of guitar. So it's like, dude, you should be yeah. playing guitar, obviously. Right. But, but you know where we come from in uh, Connecticut, it was like you can throw a rock and hit a guitarist. So we're like, we can find a guitarist anywhere. I think we had it was yeah. We we basically we were we were kind of like Spinal Tap, where we just could not get a fucking drummer to stay. You know, they would just, you right. know, uh, Spinal Tap, where the drummer just uh, 
evaporates, just a spontaneous combustion. <laughs> spontaneous combustion. I mean, we must have churned out drummers. A green gobule. He, uh, so we just there at that time. We met, we had ads hanging up in in like guitar centers and uh, Daddy's Junkie Music looking for drummers. And Dan's just like, Dan's like, fuck it, I'll play drums. Yeah, I think that's what, yeah, that is what happened. We just couldn't find a keyboardist or a drummer. And and obviously you guys, we had you, we had Jay Kelly. um, But no. Jay uh, Jay was a great time. Jay was a great time playing live. Uh, We would practice at Jay's house and he had a beautiful, uh, that was definitely for me one of the best times of the, uh, um, I don't know, I'd say like the camaraderie, the brothers, the brotherhood, the brother the family aspect of the band we'd play basketball together you know we'd have practice and yeah. take a day out of you know we were, we were we were all very close then um the only least... problem well, the only thing about that though that wasn't too close is you remember this guy's house we couldn't get a fucking glass of water to save the fucking life. no you, you you had to bring your own uh um um <laughs> beverages canteen yeah canteen yeah, remember he used to. I used to ask him for uh, water. I'd be, I'm doing vocals. I'm dying here, and he he would tell me he'd be like, "This there's a bathroom around." There was a uh, there like, was even a um, the you know little small like dormitory refrigerators right there, <laughs> filled filled to the gills with uh, Mountain Dew and water, but we weren't allowed to touch for it. him. Yeah, for him. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, in fact, I have a memory of him getting pretty pissed off thinking that somebody took something out of there. I'm like, you cheap son of a bitch. Probably. You know? Yeah. Um, that's, and he was, a, he was, a, I mean, I shouldn't, uh, this is getting awkward now. <laughs> Sorry, Jay, if you're listening. <laughs> Sounds like I'm, I'm really holding a grudge over this water thing, but I that, was, that, was, that was a little rude. It was a little rude. I don't like when people tell me to go to the fucking bathroom to get a cup of water. Well, I, I know, you know, when you're singing, your 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 throat does get quite parched. It gets especially very as parched, a, as as aggressive and um and and brutal and 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 uh, vis <laughs> as visceral as you get when you're singing. You know, well, you, you, you know, would get into it. You would really get into it. I would get into it, but the problem is I'd get into it once a week. So, uh, you know, you can't be screaming your balls off for a half hour and then you know me after a bit. Hey, you guys want to get something to eat? I, I will real, tell real, you what, what was here. a big help for you um, was the uh, corset and cough syrup. <laughs> that was a big help to uh, to soothe oh, to soothe Christ. the vocal cords. <laughs> is this you getting back? Is this you getting back to me for that subway pizza story? <laughs> <laughs> I gave this guy. We used to we used to do some stupid shit together, and uh, we used to overdose on uh, cold medicine. And uh, anybody that's done that knows how as retarded as the, well. And <laughs> 20, 2019 we can't know, say that on, anymore hang, i know hang on as wait no this, pod, this podcast we're this podcast we're recording in 2004 folks 2004 i, I must be retarded okay i can say it because i already you know i got away with that, that was a line in one of your songs too right exactly so anyway i know it sounds <laughs> stupid to overdose on cold medicine but it fucks you up real bad real bad and i thought it was an invincible on the shit but then then things started not going so well on it, and I would freak out. And uh, I remember one night calling Derek. I the night you called me at, at like four in the morning, saying that yeah. you were going to die, and yeah, I, I, was I basically out. had to uh, had to talk you off talk you off that leg that ledge and bring you down. Yeah, um, and uh, and you did. You came. I might. You your... know what? I think I I saved your life that night. So you know all the success, all of the great music and albums that have been produced. Later on, you know, that would never have come to fruition if it if it wasn't for me saving your life I, that night. I don't disagree you know? with you. I don't disagree with you. But but I do. I will say so, I did pay you back for that because the next he came over and he was there for me. <laughs> and and it, it straightened me out. I never did. I never did that shit again. And I never did drugs ever again because it scared me so much. Um, but he uh, the next day, I, I don't know if I came to your house or something. But remember, I gave you all my fucking McFarlane toys, McFarlane movie, movie maniacs. Yeah, movie Myers. maniacs. I, I gave I gave him my I Michael still have Myers eighteen them. inch action figure. I wish I had kept that thing. You have that still? I still have all of them. I still have all of them to this day. I still have I all of them. You know, and and some of them, you know what? Some of them I still have in the shoebox that you gave to them to <laughs> me in. I believe it's a size oh. what size twelve Adidas Adidas sneaker shoebox. That's, that, 
Well, All day it? I dream about sex. Yeah. I no. But, yeah, I don't know what the hell I was thinking with that because obviously I'd love to have those back now, but um, wasn't quite the. Action. Well, I'll trade you that. I'll trade you that 18-inch Michael Myers figure if you can get me the uh, NECA um, Jimmy Page. Or no. yes, yeah, we'll, we'll make right. a trade. That's what I, I want. I, yeah, I wish I could get you that. I, if I could, I would. But uh, anyway, I don't know why we'll, the hell we'll... I never bought that damn figure. But one of the many, re- <laughs> many, the many regrets in my life. We'll we'll, we'll many have an regrets. figure episode sometime. We'll we'll talk about toys. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, we are avid collectors, folks. Um, yeah, we are amongst other junkies. things. That we'll save that for another thing. But um, yeah, I, I guess that's pretty much um just a you know an overview of your time with us and uh like i said we're gonna we're gonna now talk to you about the actual cows songs because i do want people to hear where we came from and i think that's one of the you know probably the more uh exciting things about this whole podcast that we get to share some of this garbage that no one's ever heard before and uh hopefully you'll right go back to go back to the early days yeah you, I, I i'm hoping you'll find humor and everybody it's 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 fucking hilarious i i mean it's 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 over the top hopefully we'll 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 enjoy this journey together because i haven't listened to this shit myself for years oh come on you listen to it you listen to it every day what are you talking about every i know day. you do I know, but i don't listen to the lyrics at least right? i do all right well let's do it let's let's uh let's wrap this episode up and let's let's come back for cows and i believe the album is called gutted utter that's coming up next god thanks Derek. let's do it all right Mm-hmm.